0: Hey there, folks. Are Republicans on the verge of nominating their first female presidential candidate? Or is Nikki Haley going to succumb to the Trump train? I'm Aaron Young. Let's find out. Now, streaming right around the world, this is Ticker Today. Wherever you are joining us from right around the world, great to be with you also on Ticker Today. For the first time, OpenAI is openly collaborating with the university. We'll touch base with our social media guru later on in the program, but first... And today we begin with Ticker Hot Shots. Veronica Dudo is in New York for us. Veronica, always great to see you. Let's start by talking politics. It's all eyes on New Hampshire at the moment. The citizens are exercising their options while campaign headquarters are buzzing with activity. The big question will be about Nikki Haley, whether she has the momentum to continue no matter what happens there, but also the candidates crisscrossing the state in recent weeks trying to engage in last minute rallies. Um, what do you think? Could the Republican Party really be on the verge of nominating its first female presidential candidate?
1: It will be very interesting to see what the New Hampshire primary voters decide. Um, obviously we will be knowing that information very soon. You know, we're hearing from them really the kitchen table issues this is what seems to be important to them uh, you know how much things are when they go to the grocery store so of course we know inflation how's the economy um, in terms of job growth and unemployment here in the United States a big one uh, that really has uh, become front and center of course is illegal immigration yeah. we're seeing that in certain uh, areas I mean in a recent winter storm mm-hmm. uh, schools in New York need needed needed to close down and they weren't able to have school because migrants needed a warm shelter. And so you're starting to see where this is truly now affecting people in all corners of the United States. So it will be interesting to see, uh, you know, the appetite of the New Hampshire Hampshire voters to see who they will uh, select, of course, who will get the GOP nomination and then move on to uh, go up against President Joe Biden.
0: Yeah, well, let's have a listen to some of those New Hampshire voters, some of the female voters about what they're thinking.
2: Being able to look up to a woman who is taking a leadership role is really important. Uh, standing up for people, being a great listener, I think that that means a lot uh, to us as professional women, but also to our children. Very
1: disheartening in 2020 on the, the choice that we have after all the millions of people that we have in this
2: country. And those were our options. We've never had a woman president. And shes we've heard her speak, and she's wonderful. She represents everything I'm looking for in a president.
0: So some really interesting points there. Um, everything I'm looking for in a president. The interesting thing about Nikki Haley compared to the others, she has worked with Donald Trump. She was, of course, the U.S. ambassador to the United Nations during a really difficult time, showed off her negotiating skills. It's interesting that of all of the candidates, she's really the last one standing for Trump now. And given his legal woes, it still could be quite possible that she makes her way through. The question is whether she's more popular, of course, than the others. But she does appear to be safer. What do you think?
1: So, uh, you know, obviously a lot does come down to money. Uh, people are watching this, especially donors. Uh, don't discount those small numbers uh, of donors, even though they're not huge. If a lot of people are making them, that really can create a big wave moving forward. Uh, but as you mentioned, of course, those legal woes for uh, the former president, that's something that he is still dealing dealing with on a daily basis. Uh, but, you know, can she really garner the support on a larger scale and that's something what so many uh, pollsters and, you know, people involved in elections and, and yeah. politicians are, are definitely sitting by and watching.
0: Yeah, well, we do see a lot of people and polls. I mean, so many polls in America that there's kind of a poll for the polls. But the question is whether or not people want to see a, a, a another race of Joe Biden and Donald Trump. And a lot of people say no. All right, let's move on. And United Airlines has thrown Boeing into a state of uncertainty by questioning its order for the MAX-10 aircraft, the airline which initially committed to the purchase, now re-evaluating the decision in light of recent concerns surrounding the safety and performance of the Boeing 737 MAX series we've been talking about it, Veronica. And the question is, at what stage will some of these really large airlines lose confidence in Boeing. And if we start to see that, I mean, there's only two aircraft manufacturers that make big planes you can go from, and Boeing is such a giant contributor to the U.S. economy. Um, it almost feels like too big to fail. But when American airlines, and I don't mean the company, I mean the group, uh, decide that they're not sure whether they want to take the 737, which has always been the most successful airframe, something is clearly wrong
1: so as you as you said we just continue to hear the fallout from this and it's just widening so safety watchdogs are now issuing concerns they want airlines to be doing additional checks they're concerned about the plugs again the door plugs that of course um, date back to this original incident that had happened where it blew out. And so now it's stretching out to other models. So in the beginning, we were told that there's a potential that you know maybe it was just uh, a one-off, that it could be a lemon or that there was user error somehow, or even in the construction of how the plane was put together, there could have been um, something that was uh, wrongly done in terms of, of some of the bolts. Mm. And now we're hearing that it is is uh, much larger when you're looking and listening to safety experts and officials, um, you know, wanting to to widen this, you know, to, yeah. to widen how yeah. many models are included. It, it's not something that is comforting to flyers at all.
0: <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Veronica, uh, host of In America Today right here on Ticker. Thank you. The renowned Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists has decided to keep the symbolic doomsday clock set at just 90 seconds to midnight, the theoretical point of annihilation. This dire assessment underscores the persistent threats posed by nuclear weapons, climate change, and emerging technologies. The ominous trends continue to point towards catastrophe, though, including the fact that China, Russia, and the US are all spending large amounts of money to expand or modernize their nuclear arsenals, boosting the risk of nuclear war Through mistake or, of course, miscalculation. Russia's large scale invasion of Ukraine, set to reach its second anniversary next month, has escalated tensions with the West to their most dangerous level since the Cold War. Right, so OpenAI has announced its first ever partnership with the university, marking a significant step forward in the intersection of artificial intelligence and academia. In a moment, we'll be joined by Dr. Karen Sutherland from the University of the Sunshine Coast. But first, let's get a brief overview of OpenAI's historic collaboration.
3: The leading artificial intelligence research lab, OpenAI, has announced its first ever partnership with a higher education institution. Arizona State University will be the first to collaborate alongside the AI tech leaders. Beginning in February, ASU will gain access to ChatGPT Enterprise. That's OpenAI's business tier language model. ASU plans to leverage the technology to build a personalized AI tutor, create AI avatars for study assistance, and enhance its prompt engineering course. The partnership in development for the last six months aims to harness the capabilities of ChatGPT Enterprise to advance education and research. Seeking to address challenges in STEM subjects and foster creativity by developing AI avatars to assist students. The company aims to expand the use of ChatGPT in higher education, considering universities as potential design and thought partners for future developments.
0: All right, Mike Loder reporting there from the Blue blue Light Disco. Let's bring in Dr. Karen Sutherland from the University of the Sunshine Coast. Remember the Blue Light Discos? How good were they? Oh,
2: yes. I I choose to forget my Blue
0: Light Disco days. (laughs) Hang on, we were 15. Uh, All right, uh, let's talk about uh, collaboration. Uh, What's this all about? So the the idea of a university collaborating with OpenAI. I thought you lot at universities were terrified of ChatGPT.
2: Well, clearly not. But, I mean, there has been a real range in in reactions to AI and chat GPT over the last year from, firstly, some universities absolutely banning it to, I mean, at at our university where students are allowed to use it for certain things and they must disclose when they use it. So, I think, yeah, I think the acceptance is getting a bit better in, in academic circles, but there are still very strong rules around its use.
0: Yeah. Well, what's the point of the collaboration between OpenAI and academic researchers? Why are they coming together? Who benefits from this? Is it OpenAI taking the academic research or is it the researchers learning about OpenAI?
2: I think it's both. I mean, you know, every partnership should have, um, you know, some benefits for both parties, but I just find it a really innovative step forward in terms of how we will deliver education because I've I've heard many commentators say that AI is really the future of how education will be delivered, particularly in the higher education sector Being able to actually personalise education for students is where we are actually heading to next.
0: So, which AI research areas do you think will be prioritised in the partnership?
2: Oh, look, I mean, I think STEM, absolutely, but... I mean, it can be used in in any sort of discipline, really, depending on how you use it. And there's lots of innovative and different ways that it is being used. So, yeah, it really it really depends. I think it will start in STEM, but I think if there is this strong partnership there, then I think our researchers at ASU will have the ability to, you know, really collaborate with uh, OpenAI to find ways that you can actually enhance their own research.
0: Yeah. So we're talking about, obviously, from the university's perspective, from OpenAI's perspective, what about students? What do they actually gain from the collaboration? Or is it just a fantastic excuse to hand in a few papers with a few clicks of the button? (laughs)
2: Well, look, I, I have to tell you that it still it still hallucinates. So we know, as academics, when ChatGPT has been used, and there are tools to <laughs> actually find out when it has been used.
0: Have, have you come <laughs> across any papers <laughs> to start with? In a surprising turn of events,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, or yeah. well, the ones you know, in conclusion, you know, it's all <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> But uh, I think, I mean, the ability to actually have a personalised tutor for each student is amazing and Mm. also being able to have um, create chatbots that will be able to provide uh, customised information for students 24 hours a day because, I mean, what I find as an academic, I cannot be on call 24 hours a day and sometimes our students are actually wanting answers to their questions at all hours and we can't do that. But maybe having an AI tool with that, that information will really help
0: karen gpt i can see it now um, and just finally talk to <laughs> us about you know do you think that the, uh, things like this will have a, a broader impact on ai development
2: oh totally and i i think you, this this particular partnership will uh, create a lot of firsts in terms of regulations and frameworks and processes that will be adopted you know in a more widespread fashion so i think this is a great it's almost like a pilot i think of things to come
0: always great to speak talk to you soon
2: Thank
0: you. That's it for me for now. You are watching Ticker more right after this. You're watching Ticker. We'll have more in just a few minutes.